Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. For the first time since 2011, the Hamilton Tiger Cats beat the Calgary Stampeders. But despite ending a 15-game losing streak against the Stamps, it wasn't all rainbows and lollipops on the fifth quarter. This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. What a barn burner at Tim Hortons Field this evening. It is, uh, well, nearly a Tiger Cats victory. There's nine seconds to go. Tiger Cats up by seven, and the Stampeders basically need a miracle here but with three seconds to go they have the football in and around their own 40 yard line i should say the stamps have the football in and around their own 40 yard line so it's hail mary time for the stamps so while they say a prayer we say hello to all our fans and friends listening on air online on your mobile app watching on CHML's Facebook page as well. We're going to take your calls, your emails, your tweets, uh, your messages on Facebook as well and talk about what appears to be at this point in time with Calgary down to their last play of the game and a heave-ho down the field. For the first time since September 25th, 2011, the Hamilton Tiger Cats are going to beat the Calgary Stampeders. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have beaten the Calgary Stampeders. 15 wins for the Stamps over the Tiger Cats. 15 consecutive wins, I should say. That streak has finally come to an end. We're going to vote for our player of the game at the end of the broadcast. We will announce our fifth quarter fan of the night. It was a I would say another whole hum first quarter once again for these tie cats, especially on offense. The O line wasn't particularly good all game, except for maybe a little bit of the fourth quarter when they started running the ball effectively with Malik Irons. The defense, I thought, played another strong football game, perhaps one of their best of the season. They were sacking Nick Arbuckle. They forced a couple of fumbles. They they were menacing tonight. Yeah, they gave up some plays, but you got to credit Calgary in that regard as well. The story of the night, though, and it's a two-parter, is special teams. Will likely the third with a 110-yard kickoff return for a touchdown that brought this Ticats team into the game. They were down 14 to nothing. After another sensational special teams play by Kadeem Carey of the Stamps, a blocked punt, and then he took that punt in to the end zone to give the Stamps a 14 to zip lead. But likely with that huge TD, and then what may have been the play of the game was Brandon Banks on a 115-yard missed field goal return for a touchdown just before halftime. And not only was it another special teams touchdown for Speedy B, but with five missed field goal TDs in his career, that's the new CFL record. So special teams was huge tonight. And for that fact, Speedy B breaking the record and then catching two receiving touchdowns in the second half, both of them in the fourth quarter, in fact, 
Brandon Banks is my player of the game tonight. He's getting my big check mark tonight. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. That email address is rick at 900chml.com. Send us a note on CHML's Facebook page as well. Or you can tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at am900chml or at Rick Samprin. Off the top of the phone deck, Dave has called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Dave. Hey, Rick. How are you? I'm pretty darn good, to tell you the well, truth. I'll tell you, last week I said I'd gladly come on the show and eat crow if the Ticats beat Calgary. And how That's to, the catch-up, brother, and I'm going to wash it down with a few whales tonight. Wow. Wasn't that a crazy game? Well, it was, a, it was a funny. It was a crazy game. The first half, I, you know, the first half was, I thought, terrible. Really was. I didn't know what to think after the first half. The game had its warts. I'm uh, not liking Evans, this Evans thing on the goal line or close to the goal line. But you got to give them credit. They fought tooth and nail. It was a slugfest in the second half. Um, Character-building win for sure. It was a very important victory. And, um, yeah, Brandon Banks, I mean, uh, hands down, player of the game. Absolutely. Um, just just fantastic. This is this is great. We got Winnipeg coming in next. I mean, hopefully we can correct some problems. Uh, you know, Mazzoli didn't have the best of games, but, uh, you know, we, we won. That's the main thing. Hopefully uh, he can settle down a little bit and uh, get back to what he was doing a few games ago. Well, think about this. The Stamps are now 2-2 two and two on the season. The Ticats... Uh, with another win, now four and one. That sounds a heck of a lot better than three and two heading into the bye week. Uh, they're going to feel pretty good about themselves because their next game is against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in a couple of weeks' time. So this was a big win in more ways than one in the standings going into the bye, knowing that Winnipeg is on deck as well and breaking you know fifteen consecutive losses against the Stamps. Full, full marks all around. It was sweet, and you're right. It was a swing game. You know, you're looking there, four and one, three and two. Um, this is good. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can build on this, and uh, you know, the Cats get the confidence, and uh, we'll be we'll be uh, hoping for uh, the next uh, next game against Winnipeg. That's going to be uh, or another test. Definitely, Dave. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thank you. Bye bye. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cell. Crazy game because. It really started for both offenses really slow. I mean, it was one nothing after the first quarter, and that was a Rene Paradis missed field goal. And then the second quarter, I mean, we had everything under the sun. We have a, had a literal Maharalahu missed field goal, but no single because it was taken out of the end zone. We had a Reggie Begleton six-yard TD run, a Kadeem Carey punt block and ensuing touchdown, a will likely the third 110-yard kickoff return for a TD on the very next play after the carry TD. We had Tunde Adelike conceding a couple of safeties, or one safety that gave a Calgary a couple of points. And then Rene Paradis misses another field goal, and this time Brandon Banks makes him play. That was all in the second quarter. Ticats also had four sacks in that second quarter, but offensively they were not moving the football. They had 63 yards of offense in the first half. They had 78 yards of offense after three quarters. Net yards, I should say. And then finally found a way offensively in the fourth quarter. It was 16-16 at half, 16-16 going into the fourth, and then the Ticats got a couple of TDs from Masoli to Banks. Carey had a rushing touchdown 
for the Stamps. And when all is said and done, the Cats win in front of an announced crowd of 22,921. September 25, 2011 is now vanquished from the memory bank of many a Ticat fan because that was, until tonight, the last time this Ticats team beat the Stampeders. That was the touchdown Atlantic game, you remember that, in uh, Moncton, New Brunswick. Kevin Glenn was the quarterback for the Ticats. Henry Burris was quarterbacking uh, the Stampeders. Marcus Thigpen had a huge game that day for the Ticats. The last time Hamilton had beaten Calgary at home was 2009, 10 years ago. But all of that is now put to bed because tonight the Ticats beat the Stamps 30-23. to Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. We got a couple of emails from Randy. First writes, hello, Rick. A warm night and edge of my seat game experience. My player of the game goes to Speedy B. Three TDs for special Speedy B. Also, let's give an extra mention to special teams. Lots of difficulties on offense. Defense kept us in. Clutch deep punt in the end. Calgary's Cordero was laying down the sack laws, but we found a way for big teams' plays. I want a Cats playoff, hopefully, with this heat in the snow. That wouldn't make any sense, Randy, but I, I, I understand what you're what you're getting to. The heat on the field, even though it would be snowing. That's my guess. Uh, the drought is over. The Stamps lose first time since 2011, and I'm bringing out the Merlot. Whoa, hey, party at Randy's house. Way to go, Oski Wee Wee. Good night, Rick. Looking forward to a great fifth quarter. He sent another one as well. That's oh, the same one. I think he sent it from two different email accounts. But we get the drift. Yeah, great team win for the Tiger Cats tonight over the Stampeders. There are several ways you can get uh, in on the fun here tonight on the fifth quarter. You can uh, chime in on CHML's Facebook page as we're broadcasting live. Uh, so send us a note uh, through that social media platform. Head to Twitter and tweet up a message at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. Uh, Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. Or give us a call, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. Jim writes in on Twitter, How does Masoli struggle with accuracy all night and then put the ball where only Banks can catch it for that touchdown? If Masoli ever returns to being consistently accurate, look out. This team will rock and roll. Can't wait for the fifth quarter. That's from Jim. Yeah, Jeremiah Masoli was really ordinary for the first well, three and a half quarters, really. Well, let's say three quarters. And when you look at a stat line, you think, eh, a very pedestrian-like game. I like the completion percentage. Actually, I love it. 25 of 34, you know, 73.5%. That's great. 192 yards? Eh, that's so-so. A couple of TDs, one interception. I'll take the TDs any day, obviously. That one pick, again, in the end zone hurt. He's thrown uh, six interceptions in the last three games. In the first quarter, I mean, what's going on with this team? In the first quarter of this season, they've now played uh, five first quarters. They have 12 points in five first quarters. One touchdown. That came last week against Montreal. Zero points again today against Calgary in uh, quarter number one. This team offensively has to has to move the ball, has to score points in the first quarter. I mean, yeah, they're 4-1, but hey, you know, Winnipeg's coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Edmonton looks pretty tough. 
Calgary in Calgary is going to be hard. Uh, earlier tonight, Ottawa got beat by Montreal. So, I don't know, is Montreal for real? I don't know. Maybe they play that game 10 times and it's 5-5. Who knows? But this Ticats team, we got we got to see a little bit more in the first quarter offensively. Defensively, they've been lights out in the first quarter. Really good. And special teams tonight in the first half was kind of shaky on the coverage unit. Calgary was getting some good returns. But um, when likely the third and then Brandon Banks took it to the end zone, that really flipped the script tonight. Even though Calgary had led for most of the game, uh, those two TDs were absolutely massive. So the Tiger Cats, now 4-1 and one on the season, they have four-point lead on both Montreal and Ottawa, who are both 2-2. Two and two. The Argos, well, I mean, they're an absolute mess. We can write off Toronto. They're 0-4. They are listless and not going anywhere. And right now, there would not be a crossover team if we're talking playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, Winnipeg Edmonds and Calgary would be the three playoff teams in the West if the season ended today, which obviously it doesn't. Uh, Hamilton, Montreal, Ottawa would be in the East, and the Cats would get that first round by. But again, it is super, 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 super early. Val on Twitter, great team win, player of the game, Speedy B. Can we just say Speedy B is the player of the game? I mean, can we? Well, I guess not officially because the show's not over. But we're getting there. Let's go back to the phones. Manny has called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Manny. Hey, Rick. How are you? How are you? How are you doing? Good, good, buddy. I just, I just want to say that, uh, you know, with Mazzoli, it's, uh, it just looks He's, he looks a little bit inconsistent uh, in uh, well, at least two of the three of the uh, seven or so games he played so far this year. But it, but it, he seems to have been like that. He's a type of guy that you really you either really love at times, and at times sometimes you really get frustrated with him. I have noticed though, and I want to ask you the question because I'm not exactly 100 percent sure. Uh, does he uh, does he ever done any of his um, like play calling with June Jones? Did he have a little bit more? flexibility or any of that uh in terms of calling his own plays yeah not necessarily maybe his own plays but maybe a little bit more of uh, i know the quarterback when he doesn't see what's available the first couple of uh you know whatever their first uh, two choices are they go to a third whatever and they just have to make do with what's there but uh did i i just or maybe it's condell but it just seems to be he seemed to be a little bit more comfortable with under june jones as the offensive coordinator well, for the most part, yeah. I mean, uh, Masoli's not not calling his own plays. It is Tommy Condell. But uh, with any quarterback, you're going to go through your progressions or your reads. You know, you're going to have your hot routes. You're going to have your, uh, you know, the marquee guy that's tailor-made for this play. Um, but then you're going to look for those other open receivers if, you know, option sure. one isn't available. Um, yes, he seems, at least statistically, not as explosive under Condell compared to Jones. But in saying that, he does have, you know, the five games they played this season, two games he's thrown for over 400 yards. So yeah. however you well, slice it, and, and after the after yeah. this whole season is done, maybe we can make a better assessment of sure. how he did under Condell compared to Jones. But right now, what's more concerning to me with Jeremiah Masoli is the turnovers and the inconsistency throughout a game. I don't think we've ever in our lifetime seen a 60-minute consistent game from Jeremiah Masoli. Yeah, that's exactly maybe what I should have just started with as my as my point. And because as far as interceptions, yes, uh, I think it's more important that interceptions don't happen at a key point in the game. I mean, Danny McManus threw a lot of interceptions, 
but Danny McManus was our last one to bring home a great cup for us. And he was a, and he was an all-star and he was a terrific quarterback. So, you know, I mean, you're going to, you're going to throw some interceptions, but uh, I just, and the one other thing I want to make in, in regards to Jeremiah is when he was uh, really, really, you know, maybe when he first came uh, up under June Jones after Colaris went down, he seemed to have gone when he was scrambling was more of an East West with the tendency if there was nothing there laterally, he had the option, of course, of going forward and making something out of nothing. I see him going a lot south now. And a couple of plays today where, you know, he lost 15, 17 yards because his first tendency was to go backwards. And then, of course, his momentum is not going to carry him forward. He's going to get knocked down. So, anyways, player of the game, uh, thanks. And I just wanted to leave that as a comment because it could be a tendency that hopefully doesn't continue on because those are those are huge losses, right? Big losses, and I appreciate the call and enjoy the rest of the weekend, Manny. And I'll, I'll, I'll capitalize on this by saying, yes, in the past, we've seen um, Masoli break out of the pocket, tuck the football, and run with it. Now that he has a lot more confidence and experience at this level, he is throwing the football as opposed to getting the happy feet and running with the football. But what we're seeing now is... Him not staying in the pocket and not going either to his left or his right, at least that much, because when you shuffle out of the pocket and go towards a particular sideline, you've automatically kept the field in half, unless you want to throw across your body, which is always a no-no. But what we're seeing now is him going backwards or diagonally backwards. So you're not necessarily cutting the field in half. You're still giving yourself some option, but now you're having to chuck the, the ball a little bit further to make that completion. Uh, we saw it a couple times tonight. It worked. Sometimes it doesn't. Whether the coaching staff has instructed him to do that or he's just doing that instinctively, uh, that would be an interesting question to have uh, with Condell and uh, Orlando Steinauer. Uh, I want to go to our um, Facebook page. We've got a lot of comments coming in on CHML's Facebook page. Rusty writes, Yahoo! Brenda Lee, they finally won. One game to 15. Not a good record. No, not a good record, but the last team to win in this Head-to-head meeting are the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. And Ari says, it's about time Masoli still appears off. Great team effort. Would have liked to see more use of Coombs, especially on that interception around the goal line. And maybe Masoli should have sat for a few series and we changed the pace with Dane Evans. Especially great efforts by all of Banks, Irons, Bro, and Tracy. Player of the game, Banks, but a close second to Irons. Uh, Malik Irons... I'll just be honest, I don't think deserves a player of the game recognition. He had a good fourth quarter, but he was invisible in the first three quarters. And I think at halftime he had three carries for six yards. So, no. You run the ball 14 times for 61 yards. You're not on my list. But, hey, everyone uh, has their selection in mind. Back to the phones we go. Top of the deck. Jack is hanging around. Hey, Jack, how are you? I'm good, Rick. How are you? Not too bad. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, I think they won. It didn't sound very good. But uh, they came through in the end. They did. I, wanted to, pardon? I was going to say, yeah, they did come through the end. You, you were going to say, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I, I don't want you to hang up on me. You might, but I hope you don't. Um, <clears throat> I miss you guys. You know, I, I'm blind. I can't see. And so I listen to the games. And uh, I listen to Purse Allen and then um, uh, or, uh, Bertina and then uh, Bob Hooper and then you. And now I listen to this guy who's calling again. You know what? I have no idea who the ball is. 
I really don't. He talks about hash marks and different I have no idea. CDB uh, catches the pass? No idea. Oh, <clears throat> how far the reception was or where the ball is? No clue whatsoever. And I really believe the Tiger Cats belong on CHML, and uh, I wish you guys were still calling the games. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, that's basically all I can say. I'm not going to comment I on. Know, I, uh, I know you. I know you can. Yeah. I, I, I know you can. But honestly, God, I, I, I listen to you guys uh, on the fifth quarter, and I, I get a real sense of what happens in the game. But, uh, my daughter will come, and she'll hook me up to the like for for example tonight. Uh, she'll hook me up to the Calgary Stampede Peter broadcast, so that I could so I could listen. To uh, anyway, C H Mel is. Uh, the voice of the Tiger Cats always has been, always will be, and I wish to God to get you guys to do it again. Well, I God, love God love you, big guy. We'll, uh, we'll talk perhaps uh, next year. You got it. Thanks, Jack. Okay, bye. Appreciate the support. And yeah, tuning in to uh, our friends at CHQR in uh, Calgary, Chorus uh, Sister Station out there. Mark Steven has been doing the games for eons. In fact, he is. Uh, the longest tenured duo with his partner in the Canadian Football League. Uh, Bob Irving from our sister station out in Winnipeg, CJOB, is the longest running play-by-play announcer in the Canadian Football League. He's been doing it, think I think, since 1974, which is a long, long time. And uh, he is one of the best, no doubt about it. Uh, Dave and Adam on the line. Guys, hang on. We'll get to you after the break. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for joining us tonight. 30-23, to 23, the final score at Tim Hortons Fields. The Tiger Cats vanquishing their 15-game jinx against the Stampeders as they now improve to 4-1. and one. Calgary Falls to 2-2. Two and two. Call into the show, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to vote for your player of the game. Talk about the game, your highs and lows. Uh, you can also email rick at 900chml.com. We're broadcasting on CHML's Facebook page as well. You can chime in by sending us a notes or tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin or at AM900CHML. Got a couple of emails to get to. Rebecca writes, holy Toledo. Coach O looks like a genius from bringing special teams coach Jeff Reinbold back. No doubt about it. Reinbold is not only an excellent coach, he is a superb human being. And I've said that on the show and will continue to do so. He is an absolute gem. 
And an email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. This game was so intense. Defense kept us in this game. But what else can I say? Banks is number one and was a one-man receiver tonight. I'm concerned that Masoli is mainly throwing to Banks, which Calgary was staying on top of him all night with tight coverage. I noticed guys like Tasker and Jones being wide open 10 yards down the field, but Masoli is looking for Banks even farther down, and he was way off when throwing to him. We need to mix it up more and nothing wrong with shorter throws. Stopping greedy for the long bomb. Tasker was almost begging for that ball 10 yards out. I thought Palmer looked horrible tonight and missing Chris Van Zyl on that line. We need him healthy for Winnipeg. We're 4-1, but we need a better offensive playbook. It can't be Banks as the lone receiver. Addison had some great plays and guys were wide open. Move your eyes, Missoli. Player of the game, Brandon Banks, hands down. Tweet from Corey, CFL, thank you uh, very much to the Ticats. Here's a trophy for beating those Calgary Stampeders. It's finally a long eight years. Finally, that monkey is off our back, and he just has a tweet picture of a, I guess, a fake trophy. And Abe writes, Banks, 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 have a good night to Rex. Brandon Banks running away with this player of the game tally. Let's go back to the phones. Dave has been waiting for a while. Hey, Dave, how are you? Rick, how's it going, buddy? I'm fantastic. How about you? Four and one. Sounds I mean, good, doesn't end, it? At the end of the year, it doesn't matter who you beat or how you beat them. It's the record. Um, I'm going to say this. Before this year, we wouldn't win these games. This game and the game against Saskatchewan, um, we wouldn't win them. And it's, and it's really hard to complain, uh, but I'm, I, I have some complaints. Okay, go ahead. Um, my big one is with the offense. I mean, this just, to me, looks like the same offense that Condell rolled out there in the Austin days that got Caleros killed. You know, in the third quarter, uh, by that point, the offense is looking pretty putrid with the exception of a couple two-point convert conversions. And, and we started watching what they were doing. And you got these long, developing, deep plays. And we're looking. There's no one within 10 yards in the middle. It's wide open. There's no one there. I don't understand how they've gone so far away from, from an offense last year and the year before that, that catered to Mazzoli's strengths. And, and now they've turned him into a pocket passer. Well said. I mean, I, I just, it's just, it's so irritating. Just imagine how bad we would have won tonight if the offense was rolling. And there's no reason they shouldn't have been. Yeah, I mean, they they were a pedestrian in the first half and the, well, and the third quarter, too. They did nothing. Big time. Anyhow, that being said, you know, they're 4-1. and one. Uh, I'm done complaining. Brandon Banks is your player of the game. Easy. Uh, very close second, I thought, Simone Lawrence. I was shocked to see him playing. I thought with the whole... Uh, um, whatever you call it, the review of his suspension. I didn't think he was going to be playing today, but he had a fantastic game. And you know what? I said this last week. I'll say it again. Hands, uh, hands up to, to Jeff Reinbold and what he's done coming back, the special team. To, it won us the game today. Agreed. Great call, Dave. Thanks a lot. Have a good one, Rick. You too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Simone Lawrence, three defensive tackles tonight. He also had a quarterback sack as well. He had a huge hit in the ballgame too. A legal one too. Uh, Tunde Adelikam, a big fan of this guy at the safety position. He had seven tackles tonight and a special teams tackle as well. Total sacks, I'm just going to scroll down here on our CFL stats pack. And the Ticats had four sacks. Stampeders also had four sacks. So the O-line, eh, wasn't fantastic tonight. Not even close. But at the end of the day, as Dave just mentioned, a win is a win is a win. Uh, Nick Arbuckle, if you're wondering, his statistical line looks like this. 24 of 40, 
That's a 60% completion uh, percentage. Threw for 368 yards, but zero TDs and uh, no interceptions. So, yeah, had a lot of yardage, but uh, just could not get his team into the end zone. Jim on Twitter says, Phew, that was close. Even without Bo Levi, the Stamps are tough. Special teams kept it from getting ugly, and there were no quit in the D all night. Speedy B has to be player of the game. Hashtag Oski Wee Wee. Hashtag fifth quarter. Chris writes, this win was bigger for me than the real fun trouncing of the Argos. And he's got an oh yes uh, gif or jif, however you say it. And Bev writes uh, on Twitter, hi Rick, not a good game, but we will take it. Player of the game, Speedy B. Uh, back to the phones we go. Adam's been hanging on for a while. Hey, Adam. Hey, Rick. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Um, yeah, like everybody's been saying, Speedy B is obviously the player of the game. I don't think anybody can really dispute that. Um, just my feeling is is we need Thomas Erlington back quickly because the running game these last two weeks without him has been absolutely dreadful. And to go with what the other guys have been saying, Masoli's not pulling it down and running right now. And, you know, as much as the CFL game is a spread offense, you still need to be able to run for yards. And you don't have Alex Green anymore, and Thomas Erlington's down, and we just can't seem to put big numbers up without it being a big name back. I'll so say, I'll, yeah, I'll say this. Masoli's not a dual threat anymore. He just doesn't run enough to be that type of guy. Uh, and and your hopes on Sean Thomas Erlington being back quickly, um, it's not going to happen. He's going to be out at least a couple of months, and that might be that might be an early return. Yeah, it might be worthwhile looking into getting somebody else to just pad the pad the running backs and do what we did last year with uh, uh, with Timmis and just try to find that diamond in the rough, somebody who can who can get us that ninety yards a game. That would be ideal. Well, I think one of the but, options, and he's on the six-game injured list right now too, but he's uh, at least practicing on the sidelines during practice, and that's Cameron Marshall, formerly of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and he could be that fill-in guy or a guy that takes the reins for a couple of months. We shall see. But again, he's still working his way back from uh, getting injured at training camp. Yeah, we just we got to get the power back back in the game, and we need Van Zyl back. And I'm so glad he's a he's a Tiger Cat because he killed us killed us on the Argos for all those years. He, should. he has great he has great leverage off that line. Yeah, he he's a difference maker. Your offense is only as good as your offensive line and uh, tonight they were so-so and the offense was so-so for the most part until the uh, the fourth quarter. Adam appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Thanks, Rick. You can get in on the fun here as the Ticats beat up on the well, I shouldn't say beat up. They defeated the Calgary Stampeders tonight 30 to 23. Uh, to improve to 4-1, and one, Calgary now 2-2. Two and two. Jim on Twitter, finally did it, player of the game, Banks, with mention to Malik Irons. I'm sure he uh, learned a heck of a lot in his first role of lead back. Oh, and a much better D tonight. David writes, Speedy B, despite a remarkable performance, it couldn't be even more spectacular had Masoli thrown a more accurate ball near halftime. Would have been three TD receptions, I think, if he had caught up to it. Well, I don't know. Was a, that was a poorly thrown ball in the end zone. I don't think he would have got it. And Joe writes, uh, hey, Rick, Brandon Banks, player of the game, feels great to finally beat Calgary. Oski, wee wee. It does feel great. It's been a long time. 2011? That's way too long. This Ticats team should have beaten this Calgary team long before it got to 15 games in a row.
Chuck on CHML's Facebook page says, uh, Glad we won. Offense struggled big time. They look like an 80-year-old man trying to crank start a Model T Ford. Banks for player of the game. Great, uh, great note there, Chuck. And Kathy writes, uh, My word, I was, uh, my word, I was busy with my grandchildren while my daughter and son-in-law were at the game, so had no idea of the result. Based on your comments in the last few minutes, I thought they'd lost. Shocked the heck out of me when I looked for the score and they'd won. Criticism is fine, but maybe a little more enthusiasm for the fact for the fact that they won. Yeah, they won. We're happy with that. Not saying we're not, but we can still criticize. We want this team to play a perfect game, dagnabbit. That's what we want. It's not going to happen anytime soon. It's almost impossible for any team to do so. And that's all. That's what being a fan is all about. We cheer for our team. When things don't go according to plan all game long, we're going to nitpick, right? Nah, that's what we do. Brad on CHMO's Facebook page writes, Brandon Banks carried the team tonight. Tackles, blocks, and TDs. He earned player of the game tonight. Aurelia says, glad they won. And John says, special teams night. They gave up two plays and made two big plays. Defense was holding them in the game like usual till the offense finally put something together. Happy to see that clock at zero. It was almost an un, an unbelievable or surreal feeling when that clock hit zero. And the realization was, wow, Ticats actually beat Calgary? Yes, it happened. 30-23, to 23, the final score tonight. Back to the phones we go. Don is in Hamilton. Hey, Don. Hey, how are you doing, man? I'm fantastic. Uh, how about you? Well, I was at the game, and I have to tell you, I'm very disappointing in the the offense. The, the offensive line, Mazzoli, but they let us down today. And uh, Banks, number one, for sure. I mean, you, just, you, you can't fault the guy. He is 110% every time he's on the field. And... I guess I would have to say the defense were on the field probably if you had 60 minutes of play, they were on for 45 of that, those minutes. I, they were just unbelievable. They held us in the game. They held Calgary off the scoreboard a number of times. And I just want to say that they are great. And the, uh, the special teams, can't say enough. They were great tonight. So the only complaint I have is the offense. They were anemic. I have to say. Fair comments, Don. Appreciate the call. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks. So time and possession, Don brings this up because it seemed like the Ticats defense was on the field for a long, long time. But surprise, surprise, the Tiger Cats had the edge in time and possession tonight. 31 minutes, 58 seconds. So nearly 32 minutes of this ballgame compared to Calgary's 28-02. Total yards, however... When you're looking for that offensive criticism, uh, 414 for Calgary, just 259 yards of offense for the Tiger Cats tonight. Normally, that is not going to cut it when you're facing off against another premier or elite team in the CFL. Getting under 300 yards usually doesn't cut it. But when you get superb special teams play and two special teams TDs, those those numbers don't really mean as much because you're scoring in other ways. Same as if you're getting a defensive touchdowns. Penalties. I thought the Cats did a lot better job tonight. Just six infractions for 70 yards. Calgary penalized nine times for 93 yards. Uncharacteristic 
of them. Uh, so my three hot takes tonight, the ho-hum offense, uh, not only in the first quarter, in which they've scored 12 points in five first quarters this season, but in the first three quarters, they had 78 net yards. Despite being tied 16-16, this offense really didn't do anything until the fourth quarter. Defense, very good tonight. Very good tonight. Four sacks. They had a couple of turnovers with some forced fumbles. And they're, I think, a defense to be reckoned with when you consider they can pressure the quarterback, which they did tonight. They did a fairly good job of minimizing big plays by the Stamps. Yeah, they got gashed last week for 203 yards by William Stanback, but maybe that was an anomaly. The run D could use a little bit of work, though. And special teams tonight was just special. They were on point this night. Two huge touchdowns. Liram Haralahu didn't have to do much in the way of kicking field goals. And their coverage unit was okay, aside from the block punt. That was the big mistake of the game. Otherwise, a check mark for this Ticats team tonight. Back to the phones we go. Milsey has called into the show. Milsey, how are you? How are you? Not too shabby at all. Let's see. It's uh, Dad Burnett and Dag Nabbit. Or <laughs> I haven't heard those expressions since uh, back in the 60s. Hey, Dag Nabbit's one of my favorites. Yeah, I remember my dad saying Dad Burnett, too. But uh, I thought it was a fun game. I thought it was boring in the uh, first quarter. Uh, yeah, it was one nothing. Second quarter, with the exception of um, our special teams. Uh, I'm glad Bo Levi Mitchell wasn't playing. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from our defense because our defense, I thought, played a solid game. I thought our offensive line left a lot to be desired. Uh, and. Everybody where we well, a couple people where uh, Kat and I were sitting were um, agreed, why isn't he thrown to Tasker? Tasker was getting open, and the ball was, he only got two passes as far as I saw in the game. I don't know if you've got a stat on that. Yep, two but, catches for 12 yards. Yeah, and I thought, I don't understand why they're not throwing to him. He was getting himself open, and he made one nice catch. Um, I think we were very, very lucky Bo Levi wasn't playing. Again, I don't want to take anything away from uh, the defense. But we've got to do, start doing something offensively in the first and the second quarter. Um, I, I think you've already touched on it. I mean, 16, 16 points at, uh, tie at halftime was a gift. If it wasn't for our uh, special teams, I think a 16 nothing lead going into the third quarter would have been disastrous. I completely agree. This the offense was not moving the ball, not getting first downs, not making big plays, not running the ball. Uh, it, they, it was a weak performance offensively tonight until the fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree as far as the fourth quarter goes. Um, now, a running back, who is it that's replaced uh, Erlington? Uh, that's Malik Irons. Irons, yeah, he didn't look that bad. Eh, um, I didn't. I didn't. He didn't get well. Number one, he didn't get a lot of opportunities in the first no. half. But when he did, he didn't do much with it. He had three carries for six yards in the first half. 
it kind of, and, and I'm not arguing with you, but I am saying I think it goes back to the offensive line. If they weren't giving in to pressure, they weren't making a lot of big blocks. Our special teams were making some fantastic blocks on the kick return and Speedy Banks, his return as well. Uh, but I didn't see a whole lot of good blocking or uh, protection. Um, so I don't know. Uh, maybe it was a combination of both. But we've got to get Erlington back. They're saying, what, maybe uh, he's out for six games. Maybe he'll come back earlier? Nah, no, I think it's going to be at least six, if not a little bit more. Okay. Okay. And uh, Mike Filer, what's the story on him? Filer's back. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah, Filer's back to the last couple of games. He's, he's played okay. I think he just missed the first game. Okay. Okay. That's good then, because he didn't make a difference today. I thought I was, I was looking. I wasn't really looking for him, but I thought maybe maybe that's a difference. But I'm wrong. Well, I'll say this: I, usually, when an offensive lineman doesn't stand out, he's doing his job. Yeah, just yeah, like the referees. Right. So, who's oh. your uh, who, who's your player of the game tonight? No, well, it's got to be Speedy. Uh, he he was all of that, and the fact that he set a CFL record now uh, with five. Um, uh, TDs on uh, missed field goals. Missed, uh, yeah, that was kind of neat. Yeah, he's something else. Milsey, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Take care. You too. 905-645-3221 star 9900. I got a comment from Mark on CHML's Facebook page. Finally, this team is for real and can win it all. Are you jumping on Mark's bandwagon? Uh, Mark on Twitter writes, a different Mark. Uh, myself in at Ticat53 our cheering and play calling from the stands was on point and the difference in the outcome. He's nominating himself as player of the game. <laughs> and Pam writes in uh, Speedy B for player of the game. Email from Uwe. I think I'm saying it right. Uwe. Probably Uwe would be more accurate. Hi, Rick. What a sad game tonight. Offense was non-existent for three quarters. Masoli hasn't looked on form for the last three games. Offensive line is pathetic. Defense is suspect at best. If Calgary didn't drop all those passes, game could have looked a lot different. Banks and Lawrence were the only bright spots. Simone Lawrence, player of the game. Uve, Uve, harsh. Throwing some shade on the Ticats tonight. I thought defensively they were pretty good. You know, you take that special team's touchdown off the board, uh, you know, you're only giving up 17 points to a Calgary team. I know their backup quarterback's in there, but, I mean, our, our buckle has looked pretty good. Back to the phones we go. Rob's on the line. Hey, Rob. Hey, how you doing, Rick? I'm uh, good. I was at the game tonight. It was, uh, I don't know, I mean, I'm not sure what Uve was, was uh, talking about. That game was an old an old school, like, fight them out, bash it out defensive game, and it was great. I thought both of the defenses were, like, they were, it was a fighting match, and neither team was going to give an inch. Hamilton's offense was that. Calgary's offense was, well, they were doing what Hamilton was going to give them under a bend and break, uh, bend but not break, but they didn't they didn't give anything up either. I thought that that was a, a game, a slugfest by two of the best teams in the CFL, and I I thought it was great. Hamilton doesn't give up that block punt like you're saying. They're giving up less than 20 points to Calgary. I mean, if you had said that at the beginning of the season, you're going to play Calgary and you're going to hold them under even 25 points, your team is going to take that for sure, are you not? Without a doubt. Uh, we got to let you go, but who's your player of the game before I let you go? 
Well, without a doubt, it was definitely Speedy B. I have one more. I just want to make one more quick comment. Yeah, go ahead. Did, did you see that play where I think it was Acklin got called for holding? And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was not holding. He had his hands inside the shoulders the entire time, and he just drove them out of bounds. I don't, I don't, I played football for years. That's not holding. Yeah, that's not holding in my books either. So, yeah, I don't, that's, that's my comment, but yeah, off ski wee wee all the way. You got it. Thanks, Rob. Uh, last caller goes to Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, how you doing, Rick? I'm good. How are you? You were our fifth quarter fan of the night last week. Uh, I was, and you guys inspired me. I got my fans going here to keep me cooled down, and I got, I got a, something I wrote here. All right, go ahead. Hamilton Tiger Cats at home versus the Calgary Stampeders. The quarterback Arbuckle met our Garfields and Jeremiah Masoli, Brandon Banks, the defense and special teams, and oh yes, the offense as well. Thank you, coaches. Hello, fans. Another victory is in our hands. Cheers from the stands. Queen said it best, lyrically sung by Freddie Mercury, another one bites the dust. And the Stamps bit the dust tonight. Great, great call, Jason. Who's your player of the game? Uh, Brandon Banks, and I'm going to say the entire team played one interesting game tonight, and way to go. And all the callers who called in, very captivating, very captivating. Glad you enjoyed it. Jason, thanks for the call. Thank you very much, and thank you for your concern last week, and I'm doing pretty good today. Good to hear. Uh, That's our show for today. Our fifth quarter fan of the night, he had a great comment on CHML's Facebook page, is Chuck. And uh, love the comments on uh, the Facebook page, on Twitter, the calls, the emails. Uh, You guys really make this show a ton of fun. Huge thanks to uh, producer uh, Donna Pollard as well. Uh, Lorraine Postma sitting in, uh, and she'll be on the board, I'm sure, sometime soon for the fifth quarter here. Final score, 30-23. to Ticats over the Stampeders. Hamilton now 4-1 and one on the season as they head into the bye week. We're on the air on Friday, July the 26th. Join us then here on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening, and tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.